Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd Radio, your national nerd net radio direct. I am your host Nick. And I am Nate. He he This is the second show in a row. Get used to it. Jesus, this is the second show in a row. Uh, fine, I'm Nate guys. Hey, how are you doing? Get used to it. I stopped talking. It's your turn. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, just whatever. Just yeah, whatever. yeah. You, you go ahead. You go ahead and do that. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Good. Uh, <laughs> so make sure, please, get a hold of us. Go on to that good old Twitter tweet tweets and go to at TX3 Productions or ThreadX3 Productions at gmail.com to give us a quick little email. Write into us. Let us know what, you, like, uh, for instance, our random movie of the week. Let us know what you think about that, everything. So let's get right into the show with this week at the box office. All right, mister. You ready to get into this? Let's just jump right into that list there. All right. Sticking with number one, Boys for Life. Sorry, Bad Boys for Life. Duh. They are boys and they are bad. So it uh, looks like this weekend they had 34 million um, bringing their total up to 120. So that they're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good. What's the uh, worldwide on that? Uh, let's see. The worldwide for Bad Boys for Mr. Life worldwide. is 217 million. Yeah. So, so I'd say that was definitely worth it. So, I mean, at least if there was going to be a sequel, which I don't know, there does is. there need to be? There, there is. is. There's oh, already okay. going to be a sequel. Oh, wow. They actually did that for a lot less than I thought. They only did that. They only got the movie for 90 million. That's wow. what the budget was. Oh, yeah. That's definitely even, um, international or not internationally, even, you know, here in the U.S., that's almost definitely worth it. They've almost doubled just for the u.s or domestic that's what i need freaking idiot (laughs) domestic 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 domestic. all right number two still 1917 bringing in 15.9 million um with a total of 103.9 million what's that worldwide uh, that worldwide for 1917 is 203 million. So we Damn. can definitely tell what movie is more popular. 100% more people are going to yeah. see Bad Boys in 1917. Fun fact: I'm actually going to see 1917 tonight. So next oh, week, oh, you were supposed to last week. We didn't get around to like we couldn't go. All right, good, <laughs> good, 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 good. We're so, going to have a review for you guys next week. Yep. Sweet. All right. Then number three. Woohoo! <laughs> oh my god that look at that 12, it, it only 12 it. million oh 12.1 million for a total of <laughs> drum roll <laughs> 44.3 million ouch kabibble and what was the budget on it again? This, Wasn't it like budget 90 on this, million? No, the budget on this is 175 million. Worldwide, Ouch, so it's, worldwide at ni- yeah. it's at 92 million. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's so bad. Oh, that's funny. Uh, the Gentleman, which, um, you know, poor Guy Ritchie, this is their first week, and they only made number four with 10.6 million. Um, so yeah, that kind of sucks for them, but I don't know if this counts as a plus, but they're only in 2,100 theaters. 
So compared to Bad Boys, their first week was thirty-seven million or seven, thirty-seven hundred uh, theaters and forty-one hundred for Doolittle. They're in less movie theaters, so I'm thinking that could have a that could be affecting their metric. Yeah, I mean, I although at, by the same token. I feel like Guy Ritchie is niche enough where yeah. 10 million is still good. You and know? it's doing better o- overseas for sure. It's like oh, yeah. at 22 million. So it's like there 66% of it. So, I mean, overall yeah. it's at 33. And I, I mean, don't Guy Ritchie s- is a very British. I mean, when yeah. you watch Snatch, you're like, don't snatch. <laughs> yeah. When you watch that, I mean, it's very clear. It's good that, that it's, it's number certain, four. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. do want to see this movie too. Uh, number five down from number four, Jumanji Next Level, seven point seven million, with a total of two eighty three point two million domestically. What's that worldwide? Mister Worldwide, wide, wide, probably a lot more. Worldwide is seven hundred and thirty seven million. Mm, okay, okay, it's doing better. Uh, and then another too. first weaker, another first weaker at number six, The Turning. So I want to say this is a this is a, a horror movie, isn't it? This is, and this just in from my wife from a week ago said this movie was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> she loves scary movies and was like, "Oh, that was just not a good movie." Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, so six point nine uh, million—that's the total so far. Yeah, not doing too good. Although for most horror movies, I wouldn't say all, but like part of the appeal of a horror movie is that. They can just basically crap them out. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, usually their budgets are way... 14 like they million. Don't, they don't give a crap. Like, uh, So, number seven, down from number five, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker only made 5.5 million for a total of half a million. We'll just say that. What is that worldwide for that one? Because uh, it was over a billion, yeah, right? It's 1 billion 400... Uh, sorry, 1 billion 47 million. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number eight down from number six is Little Women for four point six million, and a total of ninety three million. You know, uh, number nine down from number seven, Just Mercy. It's that one with um, Falcon, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Creed himself. Um, four million for a total of twenty seven million. A lot of the biofilms, they don't make those for a lot of movies, and a lot of them can even be like passion projects. So, mm-hmm. still pretty good for that one. Knives Out at number 10, down from eight, 3.5 million for a total of 151.7 million for that one. So, I feel like that one in general is doing pretty good. And I mean, an honorable mention, Frozen's still there. Number 11, down from 10, 2.6 million. Total of almost half a billion here in the in the U.S. So, yeah. So I mean, that's the weekend at the box office. Um, yeah, I don't any standouts for you. Um, I like the fact that 1917 is really starting to get its way up there because mm-hmm. I, like I said, we're, I'm going to go see it tonight, and I'm hoping that it's going to be what I'm expecting out of it. Um, still think it's interesting that uh, episode nine isn't staying up there it's it's decreasing Mm -hmm. week after week um and then honestly kind of surprised that the turning is as high as it is uh but oh really yeah but everything else before i mean it makes sense though because i would see all of these newer movies above it and then all the ones that are below it have been out for a few weeks so you know 
Doolittle is still laughable. I'm sorry, RDJ. Like, well, and I, I'd say that's probably the biggest surprise. Not the surprise that it's still, you know, so high, or not, not the still the fact that it's not making money because it's not, but the fact that it's so high on the list. I would have expected this to drop like a brick, like down to like six or seven more or something. People are seeing it because they've heard the news, and so it's driving people to go see it. But all the news is bad. Like that you have a large sect of people that's like oh it's this bad i have to see it. true i guess but i'd go see it on like a discount 12 million discount people day. over the past week went and saw it yeah <laughs> well not 12 million but you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it yeah. made 12 million i don't know yeah it's so weird like that one is surprise um and bad boys and 1917 like staying up above like new movies that's always a good sign like, you know, everybody yeah. wants to focus on the very first week of sales or whatever. That's the one they like to put headlines out for. But, like, staying there is something that's definitely really cool. So, let's get into those headlines. Um, first up, we got the Mighty Ducks are returning on Disney Plus, and so is Amelia Escobes. So that's kind of cool. Do you have any attachment to the the Mighty Ducks series? The cartoon, the one oh. where it was like the high animated cartoon <laughs> with the actual ducks. Yeah, that's the uh, one that I grew up on. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, I definitely watched the the movies as a kid. Like I definitely remember that. Um, we're definitely in an age where it's all like just remake everything. Nothing is original. Like which I we've always been there, but I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a resurgence nowadays. Would you say? Yeah, we've always joked about them rebooting stuff at least since the two thousands. Mm-hmm. But right, you know, it's a new generation of reboots, like where they understand well, them see, as reboots. So, well, and not only that, but I also feel like there's a lot of like soft reboots nowadays used to be where when you rebooted something you're remaking it with new people new everything whereas now it's like nowadays there's this resurgence of reboots quote unquote but they're actually kind of soft reboots and they still have like i mean i feel like force awakens is a good example before the other movies came out (laughs) um but force awakens is a good uh, example because it's like that was kind of just a soft reboot of the entire franchise like here is the same stories that you know and love but it's you know told with new people and a new twist on everything you know what i mean yeah and so now here we have the mighty ducks it's it's not denying everything that happened before, but it's also like a new story from what it, I mean. Another good example, but bad movie would be uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. Yeah. Because it didn't yeah. discount what happened before, but true. all the original characters, except for, and it, it's, <laughs> there's Other a lot of robots, obviously. Well, the robots were the same, but it's like the continuity of it is so crazy now. I don't even understand right, it anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of remakes, Blumhouse and Universal developing remake of The Thing based on the original novel. Now, um, if you've ever, if you've been following us for a while, The Thing is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Of all time. Not just horror movie, but of all time. So the fact that they're remaking it is interesting but all at the same time 
they already did uh, the thing 2011 so oh my god um now i'm definitely one of those that i didn't think the thing 2011 was that bad um obviously it never holds a candle to the original but now i would have to admit let me know what you think about this i would have to admit if there was going to be anybody to remake it blumhouse has me intrigued for sure yes at first i wouldn't have said so but they've done a lot of they've done a good job they're kind of like you know that company a24 have you seen? Yes, I have. They're, I they're know very who you're much. They're about. very much like that, where they're they're okay with doing weird experimental things right. that end up turning out to be good. Right. Like uh, I think one of my favorite Blumhouses so far uh, is actually uh, crap. What's it? The one where they're in the office building and it's like a battle royale. Oh, you're talking about the Belco experiment. Yes. Yes. Oh God, I love that one. So the fact that like the same people who made that. Um, could be making the next one. Like, I would say the only other people who might be, who I might even give a chance would be like Lionsgate. That would be the only other people I feel like could do. Um, but Blumhouse also did Upgrade. I freaking love oh my, that that's, movie. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Experimental, literally, and, yeah. and in context. Yeah. So like, there's they have a lot of like really good movies that they have done over the years, and it's just like, god dang. Um, cause let's see, they've done some off ones like the Belko experiment, but they've also, it looks like they were the, uh, the purge. They did the purge when that first started, even though it's obviously mm-hmm. outstayed. It's welcome. Just saying, uh, they did insidious. It looks like, um, yeah, they have like a lot of truth or dare. Um, they did a uh, happy death day and happy death day to you. Right. So, I mean, really they have some stuff. stinkers like For Truth sure. or Dare. <laughs> so, I mean, that we could get that Blumhouse. But I feel like in this particular circumstance, considering just how iconic the original thing was back in 82, I want to say, uh, considering how iconic, iconic it is, I don't feel like we're going to get the crappy Blumhouse. I feel like this very well could be the Belko Experiment Blumhouse that we're going to get. And that makes me super excited. Super gosh darn excited. I'll tell you what. I'll yeah, tell you what. You what? You what? Yeah, uh, that one's definitely going to be more in your camp because the thing has never been a big thing for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> good ones. But, uh, I mean, it's it's cool. I think that with Bloomhouse doing it, I think it w- there's a good chance that it's going to be a, a faithful reboot that people will want to see for sure. They have, like I said, they've got a real good track record at least recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a 24, you bring up a really good point because a 24 might be another, uh, company that would do good with this. And for one reason and one reason only, have you saw, have you seen it's on Netflix? So you might've, have you seen it comes at night? It, that, that's not the one with Joaquin Phoenix, is it? Bless you, but no, it's that's not the one. Uh, this one has uh, uh, Edgerton, I think, is his last name. Joel Edgerton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Joel yeah. Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Um, but yeah, this one's very claustrophobic. It's very um, uh, what's the word? It's very um, psychological. 
So A24 would be the other people I would trust. I think A24 and Blumhouse over Lionsgate. Lionsgate would be nice because they'd get the gore right and everything, but I feel like Blumhouse and A24, what they've proven is that they have a lot of really good uh, movies out there that don't rely too heavily on CG. They keep their budgets small and they do things practically. And A24 is a perfect example because there's very few effects shots in that and anything that they are doing they're doing practically so i feel like a24 would be the only other one i would trust so the fact that blumhouse is doing it honestly makes me intrigued you know it's very easily because once again it's my favorite film of all time it's very easy for me to just be like to discount this to say that it's going to be crap and to automatically boycott it but honestly blumhouse has me intrigued so i'm at least going to give that first couple of trailers a try and and go from there for sure so that's that, that that's what i think that that's what that's what's happening okay so it's funny you brought up transformers before because we're gonna yeah. be, we're gonna be getting two more transformers films yeah i was gonna say speaking of hard reboot oh. uh, <laughs> so yeah apparently we <laughs> Uh, we are getting two new Transformers movies. One of them is believed to be uh, revolving around Beast Wars. Beast Wars. The other one people are speculating is going to be Bumblebee 2. Um, Bumblebee Tuna? Bumblebee Tuna, which <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen Bumblebee. What I the heard, hell, man? What I do heard you it was do? good. You just sit around. Do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. Is it's it on, on Hulu? Hulu, you did. Oh, okay. Well, like. <laughs> I, I like I said I just hadn't got around to it. Funny, funny enough though, like what, this is what I think is interesting. I did recently, like we just put it on TV and Transformers was playing the the mm. first one, and I was like, God, you know what? This is a good movie. It like, is. This yeah. is this is a really really good. Like it's dated. Like there's a lot of stuff. And Megan Fox, holy hell, cannot act in this movie at all, at all. It's yeah. bad. They just got somebody hot and told her to yell a bunch. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but it's so like I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, God, Damn. man. Like the music's good. Like I love what that. Like everything is so cool about this. Like they actually re- build a really cool world. And the third one is my all-time favorite. Dark of the Moon is my all-time favorite Michael Bay Transformers movie. I can't. I honestly, th- I can't keep that. Oh no, that's the one where they're like in the, the size skyscraper. Uh, the size skyscraper. The skyscraper, and then the big snake goes around it and makes you fall down, huh? That's that one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's the one with the moon <laughs> conspiracy. That's the best way to remember it. Yeah, right. Uh, but then you had something like Age of Extinction that came out, and I have seen this movie three times. It's a <laughs> shit movie all three times. Like, it, it's it's one of those that... I it, oh, Mark Wahlberg? Okay, I like Mark Wahlberg. This might be good. The movie's bad. Like, the movie, yeah. it's 100%. It's, it's a... Like, if I was a teacher, I would put this in my class of... This is how you see this. You see this. Don't do it. (laughs) This is how we. This is an example of a movie that's marketed specifically to China. Yes, because that's really Mm -hmm, like it. mm -hmm, Really, mm -hmm. that and something like the Meg would be another example. But yeah, so following that, shut up, Meg. (laughs) Shut up, Meg. (laughs) Following that, I didn't see the last night or whatever the hell it was called. 
the one that the sequel to age of extinction because i heard it was terrible and terrible. i was waiting it's until terrible. it was free now it is free and yeah. i still haven't watched it <laughs> right yeah it's been on hulu forever now yeah so um based on bumblebee and bumblebee tuna <laughs> um, <laughs> based on those um honestly i i feel like the the transformer bumblebee is as good as the original and I would say okay. better because it's not Michael Bayified. Instead, it feels a lot more grounded in a good way. Not like, oh, they've completely nerfed everything or something like No, it feels really grounded. It feels like a story that I actually want to watch again. Um, so that right there, like, honestly, the direction that they're going, I feel like they finally got to the point where it was so Michael Bay that people were just like, no, please. <laughs> Can't you tell it's dead? <laughs> So if that is the case and we're going to start heading that way, I could, I could definitely see like, okay, we're heading the right direction. Now I feel more confident in the transformers this year than I would have before seeing Bumblebee. When I saw Bumblebee, I'm like cash grab, 100% cash grab. They don't give a crap. They're just going to run this into the ground. I'm not going to go see it. And Honestly, I think the only reason we did go see it is because we had, like, a free ticket or something like that. So we're like, we have nothing else to do, whatever. Saw it on a day where, like, you could get them cheap. I think it was a it was a Tuesday, so we could get them for a really cheap price. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh. Oh. Okay. This is a good movie. Like, I was genuinely surprised. So, yeah. So the fact that now, in 2020... Hearing about another Transformers movies, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, let's 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 see, you know. Whereas before, I'm like, I'd be waiting for the trailer to come out so I could do a reaction on it, like, and just tear it apart or something. <laughs> so here's where I'm at on it. Where <clears throat> are you? Where are you? I don't. Nate? I don't know how I feel about a Beast Wars movie. Beast Wars. Because Beast Wars was super cool back in the day, but first off, like right now, I'm well, hold going on, back and hold on, watch. just real quick. What if it was Beast Wars a la uh, Spider-Verse? Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Why don't you like that? I don't, I don't, Think, I don't like that because, so this is what, this is what I was going to say. Like, okay, a, go ahead. a Transformers movie that I would like to see is, Transformers movie I would like to see is one that's akin to something like that really good game, War for Cybertron, that we have. Mm, okay. I want to see a Cybertron movie. Because I like, I really like the idea of that war, and you ha- you can have something like, um, okay. oh, I'm trying to think of the planet. What was the planet Transformer? Uh, it was a giant, giant Transformer. Oh, Galvatron. Toy. I don't think it was Galvatron. No, it wasn't. Oh, but it's something like know. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. Mega Ultratron. Mega Ultratron. But I would really like to see. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And that could be something that could be either a prequel to Bumblebee or like Bumblebee um, Two, nah. Mm-hmm. Where you could, see, I really want to see a Cybertron movie. I think that would be super yeah. dope because we haven't. seen I mean, it. the opening of Bumblebee is on Cybertron, and it was pretty freaking dope. I'll admit. Yeah, but it's one of those things. I don't like the idea of doing like a Spider Verse type type thing because that that's always been a thing with Spider Man is that there's different people and like there's a Spider Verse. No, 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 no. I just meant the art style of Spider Verse, oh, not the fact that there's yes. multi multiverses. Yes. Then absolutely yes. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a live action, and I'm going Ugh. back and rewatching. Well, it doesn't say that specifically, but I mean, right, they right. wouldn't do that. I'm going back and watching some of these old clips from Beast Wars, and 
God, this looks terrible. Like this right, is the worst right. CGI I've ever seen. I uh, mean, but I, the the what makes me like rewatching it is the nostalgia. But yeah, I can I can certainly admit that. Yeah, it doesn't look good by today's standards. But back then, like that was a good freaking show. Now I will say this: you if, will. If they do something Beast Wars that's more in the context of like the dinosaurs that we saw in Age of Extinction. Where they're actual, mm. okay, those are actual, like, transformer animals. Right. Rather than the idea of them, like, like Optimus Prime being a gorilla. Right. <laughs> you know, I think that would be better, because that would make more See, sense. See, and I feel like that's why, if they're going to do a Beast Wars, it can't be live action. Because if I see a cheetah turn into a robot, it's just going to, it's going to look bad. It's like that one part from... Uh, revenge of the fallen where the girl turns into a transformer you know like that girl that was like way too sexual and she ends up turning into a robot i think that was from dark of the moon no it wasn't because he just gone to college and god oh, i hate yeah, that yeah, i have yeah, to correct yeah, you yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> I dude i tried I to forget so well. <laughs> there's there's only two great parts mm. to uh, Revenge of the Fallen. It's the one where Optimus Prime is in the woods and he's beating the hell out of everyone, and it's True. such a good action scene. And them them being so, I, some people might think it's stupid. I actually enjoy it. I liked it whenever, <laughs> whenever Shia LaBeouf went to the uh, Transformers Heaven, and it was like you have to protect Optimus. I liked that because I like lore. I was like, that's yeah. really cool. That's weird, but that's it. The rest of that movie is terrible like yeah. it's better than I, i'll Age of agree with you the 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 one in the woods and the one where he gets his jetpack and he's like bam 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 yeah yeah, yeah. And that's like but those are those get hype moments where it's like you know kind of like in like super, a superman movie or at least recent superman movie it's just like those moments where it's like that's a really cool moment but where's the damn story <laughs> you know so yeah anyways so yeah 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 i think that was the last headline yeah that's the last headline okay all right got nothing for you nothing <laughs> so let's move on to uh what you're watching so uh so uh nate 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 what yes. you watching um not a whole lot, honestly. Um, I, it's been kind of the kind of the normal there, but for me, well, <laughs> the one thing we try to do is. Uh, Have you, know, you gotten any further in Mindhunter? Hmm? Have you gotten any further into Mindhunter? No, I have not touched oh, it. Oh, dude, dude, start watching that. I got done with season one. On to season two. Good. Anyways, go yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm mainly you just playing catch up. But now? the one thing we, my wife and I, did try to watch is nine one one Lone Star, and <laughs> I don't like the fact that you said try. <laughs> so yeah, so it's one of those. This show might be good. We might like it. I don't know, but we love nine one one so much yes. that we watched the first ten minutes of this, and we're like, no, nah, not feeling yeah. it. Like immediately, which is funny too, because that's a place we're looking at moving to is Austin. So it, it's kind of one of those that moving to Austin, Texas. Moving to, moving to Austin, Texas. So it's like. Whenever we kind of feel like we want to go to LA, I'll play GTA five and kind of run around <laughs> LA. I was like, it was maybe kind of one of those things, but I think for me, what ruins it is the fact that they've got Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe. which why? Yeah. Why? There's not really any, there's not any known people in, uh, <clears throat> well, I take that back in nine one one chimney. I recognize him cause he was in Marvel. 
That's true. That's very you know, true. And he's been in other stuff, too. He's a good actor. But well, in The Captain, he's been in a couple of stuff. Nothing big, but he's been in but a couple of stuff. But not Rob Lowe. But not Rob Lowe. And so it's like, what, like it's one of those that feels like a cash grab. Like, it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah, yeah. And that one, I <laughs> think, is going to get canceled by Fox. feels like a cash grab. I saw the trailer. I refused to watch it. So now that you've said that, I'm not I'm not itching to go. Let's put it that way. So, so like, let me put it to you like this. You know how 911 gets over the top in a cheesy way, but yet it's still enjoyable? Yeah, sure. Like, the fact of, like, for the starting of this season, when it's a giant tsunami, you're like, it's so impractical. But, oh, my God, they're turning something good into this. Yeah, mm-hmm. The first, uh, like the first episode, starts out with like this guy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like this: this guy, <laughs> he's like a security guard at like this feed place, and he is an idiot and is reading a book or something like that, and puts a microwave like burrito in the microwave that's still wrapped in foil, and it's like it's sparking, and then he starts to catch the whole place on fire, and so the fire departments come out. You know, oh my god, you know, it's it's it, they're making it kind of like a hustle and bustle scene. They like, you know, we got to get more water from the hydrant. And then someone's like, guys, you got to get back at that. Uh, they hold uh, fertilizer, ammonium nitrate. And the guy who was on the radio who like hooked up the water goes, guys, we got it. And starts running and then, the, and then everything explodes and like he gets knocked back. Mm. And it's like, boo. Like it was one of those. It was like, it just felt so ham fisted. Like mm. it just didn't. Uh, it's, it's like, it's disgraceful almost. Now, like yeah. I said. It might get better, but we didn't give it that choice. We're like, <laughs> we and I did asked not her, give it the option. So my wife is like, she's like, I'm not in the mood for this. And we got done watching something else. I'm like, do you want to start it again? She goes, no, I just don't think I want to. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides that, I am itching to get uh, my Clone Wars rewatch started. I'm almost done with season four of Rebels, and I'm contemplating Rebels. on putting that on pause and starting because clone wars literally comes out in like four four or five weeks but i gotta get started myself this is the good thing they are going to release it episodically so it's not going to be yeah they're not going to call so that way we'll make it better i can catch up Mm -hmm. um but i am so hyped for this so hyped for (laughs) for a lot of different reasons for one i thought they were just going to wrap up the storylines what I th- what they're actually going to do, I think, is going to be so much more important. The fact that they are going to be intertwining with Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way someone put it was like, we're going to see Ahsoka and Rex, like someone taking the chip out of his head, and they're going to be fighting during Order 66. Like, we'll see Order 66 happening, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. It's Get like... hyped! So it's one of those things I'm like, Clone Wars is emotional. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that's mm-hmm. really, really good emotion. So we're going to see an emotional tell on these characters that we know and love from the perspective of, hey, everyone's dying. And I can't wait. <laughs> you can't wait for everyone to die? What's wrong with you? Oh, but You yeah, have no, no it's... feelings. Are you even human? Are we human? All right. So yeah, I dancing. Uh, I gave Nick. I made up a list and I gave it to Nick of a full like guide on what episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want that, let us know. And we'll we'll tweet it out or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I worked really hard on that. I worked to spend a lot more time than I anticipated <laughs> doing that. Oh man. Well, it's a good thing that I haven't even f-ing touched it yet. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, what we watched was the last season of The Ranch. Did you ever like The Ranch? 
I did. I did. I haven't benched it. Like I watched like I think half of the first season and oh, then really? it's just one of those it's not like a show we picked up. It was like, "Oh, that's funny." And we just forgot to go back to it. Yeah. I mean, The Ranch is kind of like a mindless show for us. We can just mm-hmm. run through it super fast and we do. Like um I wouldn't say that I love it. I wouldn't say it's like top drawer comedy by any means, you know, but it's also kind of, you know, it's kind of, I like it, you know? Um, it was weird when the guy who played Hyde, uh, you know, spoilers, uh, the guy who played Hyde, um, some sexual, um, you know, Me Too kind of stuff happened with him, and so essentially they had to write him out of the show, and so that was weird, because it's like, I knew it was coming, so for the entire season, I'm like, oh, is that how it happens? No. No. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the entire time, I'm just like, is he gonna die? Is he gonna, no? Okay. Which, it's a comedy, so it's not like there were a bunch of situations where he was gonna die, but there was just these certain, yeah, anyways. So that was weird, but so this was actually the final season, so that was kind of nice. I would always prefer that if they're gonna have a final season, that you know it's gonna be the final season, because then, like, when they set up all these things, and it's like, oh, you know, we're, we're not having a final season, you know? Like, I would much rather know it's the final season. Um, and the way they wrapped it up was maybe too nice of a bow because it's like oh you know minor spoilers um you know everything's just like too nice at the ending when obviously it started off not that way because you know the cliffhanger of the part eight or whatever the you know no i think this is part eight so the cliffhanger of like part seven they're able to kind of wrap everything up and everything's fine by the end but at the same time there's there is a story arc of like Ashton Kutcher's character, for instance, and he is a different person. So that's good because at least he didn't end at the same place that he started off at. So I like that. And there's a little bit of a ooh mystery throughout. And I like that. That that was a good aspect. Um, But yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. It was a good uh, dramedy is what they call it. You know, it's comedy, drama, dramedy, you know, get with it, Nate. Jeez. Comedy, drama. Yeah, it's one of those that I've heard a lot. They've put a lot of really good heart into the show. Um, and it's something it's, it's again, it's, I have a lot of stuff on my back burner that I got to like, just plow through. Well, and see, like, plow if, through. if I could say one thing, if you want something kind of mindless just to have to watch, you know, that's what I like about it. It's 20 minutes, so it's not that much out of your day. Um, and then something like Mindhunter, yeah, that's a little bit more of an investment, so I can understand, you know, I don't want to watch this because I don't have an hour. But if you have, like, 20 yeah. minutes before, you know, might be might be something to kind of just watch so you can be brain dead. You know, something funny, something that you can, you know... But also not like Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, obviously, and I love... But that's definitely something, like, you have to have your brain on to catch some of the joke. Not all of them. Like, some people will say, oh, you have to have a PhD in order to understand this. You know? Well, you don't. But there are certain jokes that are, like, clever, and so you do have to sort of have your mind on for this. This... Mine can be off, and you're just like, ha, 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 beer. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> Like I love the uh, uh, one of my favorite clips that that I have seen for the entirety of the show is the one where it's like where he's like the hell what the hell's almond milk 
or what is this like it's almond milk he's like how the hell do you get how, or what did he how say do you milk an almond <laughs> Yeah, how do you milk an almond? That's what it was. Yeah, I ruined that entire joke, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good cast, and it sucks that uh, Danny Masterson had to that had to happen. You know where I feel like they could have finished it off the way that they wanted to. Right, it would have been interesting but, to see because who takes his place essentially is Dax Shepard, uh, and I like him. He's good. He's just fine. They do have some interesting aspects, like he's a Iraqi war veteran and he has PTSD. So they kind of add a little interesting thing into there, but it also feels too much like we need something dramatic to happen. So they just throw something at him. And it's like, you know, sometimes that is, I'll admit, that could be great. Just the entire show, you know, since it is a dramedy rather than just a straight out comedy, like, Anytime something starts going good, it's like, well, something's going to happen. And I hate how predictable that is. So that's the only negative I'd say about the entire show. Other than that, it's like seeing Sam Elliott be like, fuck you, <laughs> is is kind of funny. Like, in his nice, nice and grovel voice, and like, I'll tell you what, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's always funny, no matter yeah. how many times you hear it. It's kind of like, um... Yeah. Like, what was the one show it had? It Oh, I lost his name. I lost his name. Ah, crap. But it had David Spade, the one guy who vo- voices Joe from uh, Family Guy. Patrick something. Warburton. Warburton. Yeah, there you go. That guy. But, like, most of that show was just funny because of his voice. Like he wouldn't even say anything like super funny, but like there's there's this one girl, he was she was Hispanic and she's you know, he's like, ah, Denada. <laughs> but because of his deep ass voice, it was just funny. So say I I could say the same thing about Sam Elliott because it's like a lot of what he's saying isn't funny, but he's all like, Yeah, shut the f up. But he says it in his like super grovelly voice and it's just funny. So anyways. Oh, that's what I've been watching. Other than that, let's move on. We have a pretty good topic for our topic of the show. 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 Why am I doing that? Why? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, it's instinctual. Why am I doing Why? that? <laughs> Why? Um. So this one's important to me. I want, I've been listening to a lot of different... So, so this is a Star Wars topic. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about the downfall of Disney's Star Wars. I would like to preface this of the downfall of the Skywalker Star Wars. Because I think we can both agree that they're doing good other places, but not the movies. To which I'm going to get into okay. that. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> um so now i will preface this as well this is not me saying oh disney ruined star wars like i'm not going to be that yeah. person i am going to be very critical of disney in this instance however, critical because we love things. it yes so this all kind of stemmed from in which nick i want you to go ahead while i'm doing this i want you to bring up the um pictures that imger link imger, imger. Uh, of the of the concept art while i'm Ooh. talking about this so this is where the stem from. Uh, there was a leak of concept art that was supposedly from Colin Trevorrow's film, Duel of the Fates, mm. uh, which Colin Trevorrow, the director of uh, Jurassic World. And then there's also been a lot of like 
basically ever since the rise of Skywalker came out, there has been rumors and a bunch of other stuff uh, and a bunch of different leaks from inside Disney of interactions they've had with JJ and JJ's, you know, conversations of how that's not the movie he made. He, and so all this, all this kind of other stuff. And it's making me genuinely not enjoy the rise of Skywalker as yeah. much. It's, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we sort of touched on my feelings about it last week and how I've been watching YouTube videos or whatever. So now it's definitely nice to kind of see your, your outtake on outtake. Outtake <laughs> my outlook. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those and it's gotten me really, really thinking on a lot of different things for one. I don't think a lot of these are rumor and speculation. I think these are actually yeah. true because we haven't seen this much stuff come suppo- come out supposedly from Disney. So I think there's someone at Disney that's not happy with it, the way at least the Skywalker saga has been treated um, and wants to get that out there. So again, this goes back to these um, concept art. And so do you have them pulled up, Nick? Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm not going to go through them, but you know, there's a couple things that I want to point out and, and talk about. Now, if you scan through these and if you've seen them, we'll, we'll post a link for it in the description if you haven't. Um, there's a lot of really adult stuff in here. So yeah. you know, there's one, <laughs> one, so. image, one image in particular where Phasma or what looks like Phasma is on Coruscant beheading a resistance trader with like a lightsaber guillotine so you <laughs> know obviously just cool in general <laughs> it is cool so obviously this is stuff that like disney really wouldn't want so that makes sense but there's a lot of other stuff in here story points story ideas that are not only incredibly important but also would have been extremely cool yeah well i mean think about that one scene from uh mandalorian very first scene he's in the bar he cut the dude in half so I wouldn't say that Disney's completely against it. It's just that the way they would film it would be like they wouldn't show the guy's head rolling off, for instance. Yeah. But they could well, definitely this- show that scene and to really hit home the fascism nature of, you know, the empire and everything. Yeah. So that's the smallest one I'll start with. All mm-hmm. these concept arts we're getting from the Battle of Coruscant. The Battle of Coruscant. Mm. Coruscant is a gig- is one of the most important planets in the Star Wars universe, for, like just in general, because everything happened from there pretty much. So how cool would it have been for us to go back to Coruscant, which we saw a lot in the prequels, which is actually that's the first time we saw it was in the prequels, um, which I think is another thing they don't want to. Anyway, like there's a concept art of a First Order giant ship occupying Coruscant mm-hmm. and the First Order taking over Coruscant. And it's an actual resistance having to fight a war, an actual right. war. First off, that's cool. Like, that's something I wish we would have seen either way. The thing that gets me the most, which is not going to matter as much to you if you don't remember or didn't see it in Clone Wars, there's a planet called Mortis, which is... It's one of those, yes, it's it was shown in the Clone Wars. It's not shown in the film, so there's some people... That, but anyway, Mortis is a gigantic, 100%, like, I notated on that thing, you must watch this arc. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, so important to the Star Wars universe because it explains the Force, not in midichlorian way, but, like, it's an interest. like, it's it's probably <gasps> one of the most... Mandalorian Season 2, Bill Burr's coming back! <laughs> Okay, so that's good news there. Sorry. Um, but a lot of these concept arts show things from Mortis. Like there's one Ooh. where Daisy, where Ray faces a- The one girl from Battlefront 2, the main girl from Battlefront 2 is coming in the season two of Mandalorian. Like, Has that been confirmed? Because I saw speculation of that. I'm looking at something on the thing you sent me. So, 
Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, I that might, that'd be cool if that was if if they'll if they somehow <laughs> tie that together. I mean, because they're tying together like the stuff from um, Rebels, because the guy uh, Gideon from the very last shot of Mandalorian season one is like him cutting his way out with the fucking black lightsaber, like oh, or a bike yeah. tribe or whatever the dark saber. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff with Mortis there and like ideas of like the, the one in particular is Kylo going into, or first off facing this like Sith deity, mm. like dark side deity mm-hmm. named Tor Valum would have been cool. But the idea of him going into a cave like Luke did in episode five and encountering Vader right. would have been incredible to see because he's having an internal struggle the entire series. He right. wants to be like Darth Vader. Right. And there's just so much like good stuff put in here that we got none of mm-hmm. in The Rise of Skywalker because it... J- <sighs> so my point when it comes to the downfall of Disney is, yes, you are right when you preface that. It's specifically the Skywalker saga. But that's the most frustrating part and it makes me wonder yeah. what all micromanaging is going on. Because we've seen it with Rebels. We've seen it with... Um, Hell, the standalone movies, Rogue One, mm. is probably the best Disney Star Wars movie that they've released. Yeah. Thank you, Gary Solo, <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Gary Witta. Solo is a great movie. It's a really, really fun, good Star Wars movie. And it doesn't, didn't really deserve all the hate it got. But what they're what we're seeing from them is they're able to take stuff it that's didn't kind deserve of deserve his last name being established because he's alone. But anyways, go on. I don't mind it. I don't mind that. Shut the f- um <laughs> I don't mind that. But anyway, uh, they're proving that they can take and run with stuff that's been established True. and they just add on to it with additive content. But anything original, they are seriously struggling at. I don't think it's because of the creators, though. I think it's because of Disney. Yes. I think Disney, and it's clear as day that Rise of Skywalker was micromanaged. Mm. With mm-hmm. If that's true of JJ saying that that's not my movie, that's offensive to me because there is just so much stuff on there that, it just it absolutely absolutely drives me insane so it's and the thing that makes it worse to me is and granted it may be because we didn't have a figurehead like marvel did with kevin feige maybe it's because it's kevin feige but disney didn't ruin marvel i'm not and i'm not going to say they ruined star wars i'm not going to be that person no they ruined they ruined it to a certain extent which once again the skywalker saga is forever ruined or at least the sequel trilogy is ruined like we could watch, lot, yeah. we could watch uh, Force Awakens, and even though yes, it's a retread, yada yada, you could say all that, but we That's could at least watch that, and it's a good movie. The other two now are forever marred by you know by the production overstepping, you know, and I mean yeah. to a certain extent, I could even say that I I enjoy the Last Jedi more than the Rise Fall of Skywalker. You know, see, I don't. I'll to say that a, to I still... a certain extent because at least they had ideas and they tried to run with it. There's still plenty about. Let me be clear. Let me be extremely clear. There's still plenty about the Last Jedi. I freaking hate. You know, but the way that they were just like, no, screw you, Ryan Johnson. We're gonna do this. It's like no episode nine just proves how they didn't know what the hell they were doing each movie and for them to retcon so many things instead of trying to find interesting things to do and they're like no i'm just gonna do my movie instead just really f's everything up 
Well, so here's the thing. I said this last week when we were talking about Knives Out. I think after watching Knives Out, I think it's clear as day that someone tried to uh, micromanage Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. And he, yeah. And he, yeah, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to subvert expectations. I think that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Because like, there's no reason that that movie should have been as bad as it was. You know, like it's, it's unless it was intentional and I don't think, okay. Last Jedi is not a bad movie. It's, it's not my least favorite. I still think episode two might be my least favorite, um, out of the entire series, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those that, yeah, you're right to a lot of people who truly love star Wars, like YouTube, there's a YouTuber named star Wars theory who is immensely popular, super proud of him because I love the content that he does. But, um, He's the type of person he said on live streams before that the way he views the saga is the saga is one through six to him. The sequel movies are great additions, like they're extra content, basically. Yeah. Which is funny because so, that's what people used to say about the prequel trilogy. Like, uh, no, that those are actually more important though. Like those right, are telling the story th- that that's you my can't point, get though, rid of. Is those. That <laughs> there were people. So before the sequel trilogy came out, this is what I'm talking about. Before I had friends, so this is a personal anecdote, so that might, you know, it might not be the internet, but like personal anecdotes is that like there are people who just pretend that the prequel trilogy didn't exist and they would only rewatch the old trilogy. And they just, they didn't even really like talking about the prequel trilogy. Now, it's the exact opposite where, like you said, the prequel trilogy has merits. It might have been executed incorrectly. It might have been, you know, there might have been really weird racist things in it, but at least it had a vision. Here's Anakin as a boy. Here's Anakin when he's growing with the Force. Here's Anakin turning to the dark side. There is a clear path from A to B, from 1 to 3. There is a clear path. And so the fact that we just did not get that in any way, shape, or form in this uh, other trilogy is why now people are okay with one through six. That's why. It's because of what happened here. Yeah, and I will still say, like, I I had to go to the hospital the other day, a family member, but they had um, Empire Strikes Back playing on the TV, the scene where, you know, Han was being frozen in carbonite. And I'm looking up at it go, that's still, I think, the best trilogy yeah. out of all. Oh of them. yeah, for sure. It's still yeah. going to be the original original trilogy, no matter what. But it's just one of those things. Like, and I know I was talking about like Rebels and stuff like that. <laughs> Dave Filoni made that, so of course it's going to be good because Dave Filoni is basically the second coming of George Lucas. I mean, let's put it. Let's be honest there. You said um, come, and he, <laughs> uh, and of course he did uh, Clone Wars. But I think it's one of those things. Of course, those are going to be good. But I think it's because that Disney was like, hey, go ahead and make like the ancillary content. You know, they're not having their hands too much in there. Right. Trying not too to many mic- hands I, in just, the cookie jar. Nah, so it's 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 just sad because like the sequel trilogy will forever be known as when Disney ruined Star Wars. I, yeah. I'm calling it now. Yeah. I mean, it already years is later, now, it's right? It, it already yeah. is. I feel like years from now, people will still maybe find find ways to enjoy Star Wars. Um, even the sequel trilogy, because like I said, that's what happened with one, two, and three people still find Mm -hmm. ways to enjoy those, but it's just at this point, we need the Snyder cut of, (laughs) we need the Snyder cut of the entire, entire trilogy. Somebody needs to go and do like an ultra edit of the entire, you know, like trilogy. It'll be like a five hour movie 
but at least it'll be a complete effing movie. Like, I would like to see if somebody could do that. That'd be actually kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree as far as, like, for, first off, the very first image on Imgur is the dual-bladed lightsaber. That makes way more sense because she fought with a staff. So, of course, she'd have a dual-bladed lightsaber. If anything, I would have said that the staff was a... Um, foreshadowing of her having a dual-bladed lightsaber. It just mm. makes sense, people. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to give you more detail on that, too, the, the concept of that is she took the Skywalker saber after it was broken and combined it with right, her staff that totally makes to sense. make to a double-bladed lightsaber. And that is really I do cool. like the yellow, um, though. I will admit that. And I do like the fact that she made it out of her staff. However, why isn't it a dual-bladed yellow lightsaber? Like, come on, bruh. Yeah. And there's like, and I'll be honest here too. Like the Rise of Skywalker, I do enjoy. I think yeah, it's good. Definitely. I don't. I don't think it's. Eh. There's just stuff that after seeing this, like plots, plot, like the whole thing with Palpatine. Another thing with the concept art that's completely flipped is in the beginning it was like Palpatine has sent out this message like I have returned. <laughs> Whereas what we see in the concept art is during the Battle of Coruscant, you see Finn and some other people that are trying to reactivate this beacon to give this message uh that leia has recorded through r2 like she did in episode four and that's how you get the resistance and the rebellion to come back and fight like i think that's a lot cooler than palpatine coming back but going back to ray they did a lot of really important stuff with ray the fact that she is she is the balance she is you know there's no jedi and sith she is everything right. I mean, she's the balance the force has been looking for so it's it's a very cool idea and i think it's well deserved yeah the road we got to those points i just don't i think that they're just the they're um what's what i'm looking for they're succumbed to the fact that mm. bad things happen i, I yeah. don't know you, you get what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah i'm wondering years down the road when everything is said and done i'm wondering if we could get a kind of Halloween Terminator situation, and here's what I mean. How many sequels did Halloween have? A lot. Not including like Halloween 3 where that was like a one-off or whatever, but also include like H2O, Halloween Resurrected, Halloween, 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 Halloween. Okay? So there's one example. How many sequels did Terminator have? Like a lot, right? So my yeah. point is, is that the most recent Halloween and the most recent Terminators were made as direct sequels to Halloween and direct sequel to Terminator 2. So all these sequels that happen after the fact, they're basically pretending those didn't happen. Do you think there's ever a possibility, even though it's Disney and, you know, do you think there's ever a possibility of us essentially getting a trilogy that basically says those were just fever dreams? Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, I would. I, I'll give you two answers. Both are going to be no. But one is going to one is gonna, one is going to be no. One is going to be no because they've put a lot of importance behind Ray and what I said earlier about her being the Force. Mm-hmm. That's something that they've needed for a long time is to get rid of this good versus evil and have balance. So I don't think they'll retcon her. Yeah. Um, another reason I say no is because I don't think they'll. 
even have to worry about that because with Star Wars, because there's so much other lore behind it, they can do a lot of different things. I don't imagine they'll go back to those characters for maybe another five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, if that, I think what they're going to focus on now is Old Republic, which I am all in on because that. All right. of that stuff is so cool. And the fact, here's the thing. Here's something that I don't think a lot of people notice. Here we go. Because they made a lot of the Sith Lords canon that didn't used to be, like Revan, Darth Revan, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's now canon because um, that's what one of the ships was named after of the like Last Order fleet. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, since he's canon, if they're doing an Old Republic movie, almost guaranteed we're going to see Revan, which right. is a fan favorite character we've wanted for a long, long, long time. So... Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll have to worry about it, and I don't think they will either way. Mm, okay. So that's what we're thinking about Star Wars. Um, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know what do you think about the most recent um, sequel trilogy as it's being hailed. Uh, let us know what you think. We're going to move on to our rando movie of the week. So last week we chose The Kid, and then we watched that. Um, if you wanted to write into it, you've lost your chance. Ha 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 ha. But you still have chances for the next time we do this, so there'll, there'll be that. So let's get into it. The Kid, give me your overall view on this, and then we'll get into some more details. So overall, um, this isn't a bad Western. It's it's not a bad Western. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Um I'd say maybe too procedural, if I'm being mm, honest. Yeah, it's one of those that I like that it's a different kind of Western movie. Those I've always enjoyed a lot. Um, this is one of those I would give a solid six or seven out of ten. I would say that. Hmm, um, okay. I think that, you know, overall, I like what they did. I liked how they played with the fact of in a lot, like it's almost like that was the message of the movie in a, in a poetic way is it's not the, it doesn't matter what's true. It matters what people say about you. And they say that at the movie, at the end right. of the movie. So like, I think that is a clear message that you can see throughout the movie and it's, and I enjoy it. Um, there's definitely some things that I didn't care for, which we'll obviously get into, but what's your overall? Hmm. My overall, I, I would have to agree if we were rating it, which we don't, but if we were rating it, yeah, I would agree right around a six or a seven. Um, it was good. There was definitely some things which I'll get into that were just kind of uh, about it. But overall, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say it was a good story, good Western, um, good shootouts, but overall kind of forgettable, you know. You ask me in a couple of weeks, you know, yeah. the kid, you know, tell me the storyline. I'll I'll be able to kind of talk to you about it, but it's going to be, yeah, not that great. So let's let's get into the dirty, dirty. Uh, so first off, the kid, you know, um, I thought from the trailers, and I think it's the trailer's fault that gave me this false expectation. I thought that it was called the kid because it had Billy the kid in it. But actually, if you think about it, it's called the kid because of the kid that we're following around. I think it's a double. Bill, Billy the kid has nothing to do with it because he dies. He dies, oh, you know, in the, which is part of my complaint with this movie, that he dies 
Which, okay, he dies. There's nothing wrong with that in particular. It's just that then it's a weird movie. And you know how I've talked about in the past where I don't really like passive um, uh, protagonists or whatever. And that's kind of what the, the kid is, the, the, the boy at least. You know, he, the, he's kind of just a passive and protagonist because this story is just kind of happening around him. And even though he did, you know, shoot his dad at the very beginning, other than that, like, we're just witnessing everything through his eyes. So the whole Billy the Kid storyline just kind of seems tacked on, you know, because Billy the Kid uses the kid. This is going to get really confusing. Billy uses the kid to get out of jail and then he doesn't keep his word. Uh, and the kid kind of uses him rather than going to the lawman because he trusts the law or he trusts the outlaw over the law. It's, I don't know. It's just such a weird story that happens. The real story is about the kid and his sister, but most of the runtime is not spent on them, but rather the stuff going on around them. And I think that's my main negative about the entire movie is that at, at once we get to like the uncle stuff, that's when it's like, oh, I like this. The Ethan Hawke character, oh, I like him. But it's only when we get past all the Billy the Kid crap. Yeah, so I think Billy the Kid was actually important in this movie because I think it goes back to what I was saying about the whole message is, because that's a big thing about Billy the Kid in general, like apart mm-hmm. from this movie and Rio. We'll call him Rio. That'll make it a little bit easier. Um, oh, yeah, that, that is, is his, his name. name. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> um, he even asked him as like, at the, when they first meet, hey, is all this true? And he goes, uh, he kind of says it doesn't matter, but he also he was like, you know, not all of it. So it, I think that they're uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Which one thing I'll point out here in a second. Don't for, don't let me forget. Um, there, I think that target message is, hey, like, doesn't matter what's true. Like, it matters the story that people tell. And so that's I think a big thing about Billy the Kid. Wait a second. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Don't you mean Ethan Vincent Hawk? D'Onofrio directed the movie. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. Like that's I'm the like, message of the movie. And Billy, a kid, Billy, gotcha, a kid is, okay, a, I apologize. is a means to an end basically to explain like, Hey, isn't Vincent D'Onofrio the guy who played King? Yes. King? So he's in yes, the movie. So that was going to, that's my next thing that I don't care for. He Diary. directed the movie better than I thought he acted in it. I thought he was terrible. Like yeah, he was only in there right. for a couple minutes, but I thought it was absolutely terrible, especially seeing him mm-hmm. do Kingpin. I know how much of a phenomenal actor he is uh, or he can be. So that's, that's kind mm-hmm. of a big thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually took a lot of notes uh, <laughs> while, while I was watching the movie. Um, that's another thing I'll agree with. The trailer, I think completely misdirected this entire movie. Definitely. Cause I thought, Definitely. I thought that it was about Ethan Hawke with the kid trying to save him from the uncle. We saw the uncle, mm-hmm. we see the uncle literally at the beginning and the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's another thing. I think Chris Pratt is completely unnecessary in this movie. Chris Pratt is horrible in he this movie. Horrible. horrible. That entire monologue at the very end about the Blue Jay or whatever, his acting is so stiff, and I think the reason is is because he had a bad beard on and he couldn't emote properly, and so it was a horrible performance. It's like this my lucky day. Like I hate it. His entire face like didn't move. He moved his lips just enough to speak, 
but there was no emotion. There was nothing, which granted he's a criminal and he's trying to show how tough he is. But at the same time, there's just nothing because of that beard. And even putting the beard aside because of how bad it was, putting that aside, just his performance, which is up and down with his mouth. He's just like this. And he's like, I'm talking and here we go. This would make more sense if you were seeing me, obviously. But, like, it's just very... That's all he did. I hated his performance. Considering how much he is a good actor, I hated him in this. Absolutely hated him. Yeah, so the thing that got me about that monologue um, is... And I'm not I'm not going to say this to be offensive by, by any means. Um, but when he started it off, he sounded like he was special. Like, he sounded like something was wrong. Like, he wasn't all the way there. Like, I thought it seemed a lot more friendly. And then he gets into it how he's basically, like, threatening him. And it just, it was a weird Mm -hmm. turn. Like, it went from being like, do you like Blue Jays? To, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, it was really weird. (laughs) But, yeah, in my notes, (laughs) uh, the last time we had seen him before we see him at the end, I I wrote, Chris Pratt is unnecessary. And then I finished the movie. I said, again, Chris Pratt is completely unnecessary in this film. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's let's do it to Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, man, that was a good performance. Like I really yeah, enjoyed. I, I really liked his character. He yeah. played that with conflict. Like you can see by his performance the conflict he had, especially at the very end. Whenever he's talking to the uncle, he goes, "I killed someone I used to think was a friend, or that used to be a friend." Like it's mm-hmm. how hard do you think that was? It's going to be easy to kill you. Like you see him, like when they first apprehend him, there's history there and there's struggle. Like he doesn't want to do what he's doing. And it's, it's a driving, driving performance. And I, I was like, man, this is good. This is what's kind of catching me in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parts about the movie that, and I think it goes back to the whole thing with the trailer and the uncle. It just feels disjointed. Like, yes, it feels absolutely. It, it, like the, the uncle parts feel unnecessary. Like they bookend and the middle just makes it feel super weird. Yeah. Yeah. My point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you notice, or did you take point in the hanging scene? Whenever I loved that scene, whenever uh, the kid Rio ran up to Dave, who was about to be hung. And he mm-hmm. was like, he was like, kid, I got a letter. He's trying to tell him about his sister. And like, he, it's a scramble. He's trying to get the letter. And then he like lifts himself up to the feet of the ledge. And right. then the door opens and like, just that hanging shot I thought was so haunting. Yeah. That definitely. was like, man, that was, that was good. Um, let's see what, if there's anything else that I wrote. Oh, okay. So one thing I wrote was so far movie seems to show the innocence in a lot of old West criminals and messaging is poetically clear. That goes back to Mm -hmm. the whole idea of like, Hey, maybe not everything was true, but a lot of people said that became legend kind of thing. I mean, yeah, because the entire story is obviously of the uh, Rio who killed his dad because he was beating the absolute crap out of his mom to death. They got him. They finally got him off his mom, and yeah, she's dead because of how much he was beating her. Yeah, and he killed his dad, and so that's the inciting incident in the entire movie. Um, and of course, the you know sister saying you got to keep the secret, yada yada yada. Um, but yeah, absolutely, the middle of the entire middle of it is just completely like weird. You know, I don't know how much of a movie it would have been with just the bookends like you were talking about. And maybe that's the only reason the middle exists. And because of that, that's why I feel like it's not a great movie. It could have been a great movie if it would have been more about getting to the uncle. Maybe the whole middle could have been like a training montage 
or something, which we sort of got that because he's shooting at some bottles or whatever. But because Billy the Kid's the one doing it and he just ends up dying anyways, it just, it all, just jointed is a perfect um, word for that because it's just all just okay. Still way better than John Mulaney's in the Sackback Lunch because I at least got through it. Yeah. Sorry, John Mulaney. I apologize. I know you're listening to this particular podcast because you heard your name mentioned. Yeah. But it's still better, but yeah, it's just it, six or seven is a perfect number. Like, I'll give it a 6.5. Yeah, this is very easily a movie that if we wouldn't have done it the way we did, I probably would have never seen it. Exactly, exactly. You know. Which is kind of part of what's fun about these. But at the same time, it is kind of like, eh, yeah, it just exists. So speaking of random movie of the week, we decided to switch it up a little bit for next week. Next week, what we're going to be doing is, since um, the next season of Star Wars Clone Wars is coming out, we're going to start rewatching that. So for next week, we're going to get through, we are going to, um, Nate, leave a, leave a link in the description so if you wouldn't mind putting that in our show notes so we remember to do that but we're going to leave you the link and you can see um you can see the list that nate made and so we're going to get through let's see how many weeks do we have right now um we have until the 21st okay it's the okay so we've got one two three three weeks Three weeks. So let's split this way. So let's split this into three. How many seasons are there? <clears throat> There's six, six seasons, right? Six seasons. Okay, so if we watch two seasons each week, we'll be caught up, right? Yes. Math, dude. Like you should have yes. said yes a lot sooner. That yes was quite liberal. <laughs> well, I was I was sitting there think I was thinking about with the fact that they're being episodic, like we might have to, but uh, well, we want to be caught up by the time seven comes that's out, what so I was that we can too. also, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so we're gonna watch the first two seasons. Um, if you want to watch along with us, but you don't want to watch every episode, we'll put up that that same document so you can see the episodes that are really important. And honestly, those are probably the ones I'm gonna since we're gonna have two whole seasons in one week. I want to make sure that I just get the meaty stuff. So, if you want to watch along with us and then message into us your opinions on everything, um, we're gonna do that over the next three weeks. We're gonna be rewatching that so we can get ready for Star Wars Clone Wars season seven. Because honestly, the more we talk about it, like I am genuinely getting hyped just because I know how good they are and. I've never had an excuse. This is a perfect excuse to just be like, you know what? I need to rewatch these. I need to, because I know I've seen one and two. I just never got any further. So now I need to rewatch them so they're fresh in my mind. I can't wait. It'll be super fun. So let's get on to our last segment of the day. Nerd, would you rather? All right, so would you rather, nerd, would you rather? So uh, kind of going along with the, um, you know, the kid, I wanted to apposite something towards you. So would you rather cowboy or pirate? So would you rather have the cowboy life, the outlaw life, or the lawman life? You're up to you. But the cowboy life or the pirate life? If we're speaking purely fantasy, I'm going to say pirate. 
Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that would make better sense about being a cowboy. Like it would be preferential, but man, what a power fantasy. Be a pirate, yeah. be, a, be a captain on the seven seas. You're going to, you know, go steal treasure. Like go that get whole, some booty. Get some booty, <laughs> get some booty. Um, I think that would be a re- like, that's something I would rather do. Cause I think pretty, being a cowboy would be pretty boring. Whether it be a long, what? cause he'll, because I mean, have you even seen westerns? <laughs> yes, I have seen westerns, but no, I think I would want to be a pirate. I think that yeah. would probably be mine. Really? Well, I I will have to be a contrarian because um, I think cowboy. I think cowboy, especially back in the old west. I'm thinking like Red Dead Redemption. I'm thinking you know, Magnificent Seven. You know, um, uh, uh, the Hateful Eight. You know, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like that. Like that would be kind of cool to be like an outlaw to be like revered as a criminal, like being able to basically go do whatever I want. And like, you piss me off. Well, which granted you do get that in the pirate life as well. Um, pirate life, you at least get to go around in different areas, you know, but I don't know, like being on the old West on the old trails or something. I don't know. I feel like it has just as, as much appeal, you know, which I, I think it, actually would have been cool to be more of a um kind of christoph or not christoph christoph watts yeah christopher waltz kind of guy where i just go around i'm a freaking bounty hunter fastest hands in the west kapow kapow you know like i think like not even on the outlaw side but on the lawman side i think that'd be kind of cool you know, which, like, I could see me, like, being a lawman, and then it's like, I've had too much, and I go on a freaking rampage, and then now I'm the outlaw, you know, going, running away from the law and everything. Like, I could, like, I don't know, cowboy life, you know, I think that's, it's cowboy life for me. Heidi, 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 Oh, man, imagine singing a pirate shanty, though, being on a boat, and it's like, now you're ready to sail to the hall. Oh, man. Okay, now, yeah, I definitely want to be a pirate. Okay, okay, so for mine, would you rather mm-hmm. be basically John Wick? If okay. not John Wick, like you're, you could be Nick, but you know, taking the role of John Wick. <laughs> I could be Nick Wick. <laughs> you could be Nick Wick. <laughs> um, you would get to have all the abilities and the know how and everything of him, but. You live in the John Wick universe, and in this instance, it's it's at the moment where everyone's trying to kill you. You have a bounty right, on your head. Right. Or okay. would you rather be something like Neo, the quote-unquote chosen one, okay. or the one, um, be able to control the simulation of the Matrix and do whatever mm. you want, but you live in the world of the Matrix where you're in a constant fear of being found by these giant robots with tentacles and like you basically don't live great. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. You can live so in a I simulation mean, to be a god, but Right. So I mean so. either way, I'm kind of a god in a sense because like John Wick, he's just he is the boogeyman. He's so good with guns that, you know, he he can take you out and you wouldn't even know it. Um or beat your ass in, you know, in a sword fight. In a sword fight. But also either way I get to be kind of like really good at martial arts. I get to be really good with guns. Um, the only difference with Matrix would be that I get to fly around, you know, I would have to say John Wick because at least I'd be living in the real world rather than spending most of my time in a simulation because all of my abilities would be adherent to living in a simulation versus I have all those abilities, but I'm in the real world. 
I so yeah, I'd have to say I'd have to say John Wick. I'm gonna have to say John Wick too, to be honest. Wait, um, wait, wait. You've seen that one, right? What? <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen well, I've seen one and two, I still haven't seen three. But uh Do you get I've, it? <laughs> yes, I have. Because I don't watch movies. <laughs> so funny. No, you just said John Wick too, so I was just being a dip. Oh. Oh, okay. Anyway, no, I would, you I would, would say, choose it as well. Oh, yes, John Wick 2. I have seen Oh, I get the wow. joke. Yes, I have seen it. I have seen Final yes, of course Horse seen it. finally crosses the finish line. <laughs> it's been a really long day here, people, here at the track. And man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I hope nobody bet on that horse because it was surely the last one. It was a mile back, I'll tell you what. It must have a broken leg. It's going to get shot in the leg. It's going to be shot in the head, I'll tell you what. Turned into some glue. Okay, I'm done now. You can go. Okay, good. Yes, I was going to say I would pick the John Wick, John Wick world also um, because you're in the real world. You get to be a badass. Basically, nothing's going to kill you at this point. You're going to be like you can hold up to anything. It's going to suck, yeah, but you're not you living in a suck. post-apocalyptic world where you're at risk of death from stuff that you can't control. Mm-hmm. So, Plus, we live in a simulation already anyway, so oh. I want to live in a real-world simulation. <laughs> It'd be a wait, completely- wait, wait, wait. It's already a real-world simulation if you're in... But oh, you would be able to live in the '90s in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, see, it's one of those that I think that would be good for a little bit. But I think I'd rather be in in John Wick, even though everyone was trying to kill me. I would kill them. Oh, you would? Would you? I would. How would you I know? Would kill them. Would you? Would you tie them up in your beard? <laughs> I would use my beard as a She's fuck. <laughs> anyway, oh man, that's a good one. It's good. It's good. All right, so let us know what, what what would you rather, cowboy or pirate, John Wick or Neo, or Mister Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let us know. Also, if you have any suggestions for our would you rather, we'd love to hear them for you. Um, that's going to be the episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I was Nick, and I was Nate. And thank you for tuning in to Nerd Radio, where you can always talk nerdy to me.